I got a lacrosse ball for my foot. I got fresh hot pots. Hot pots, <laughs> coffee. Fresh pots. Oh, man. What, what are we doing? What's the coffee of the day? Do you have a, a local coffee purveyor that you're rocking? Or Actually, I was going to save that for the podcast. I have a funny okay, story okay. about that. Okay, okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, let me count us any. We're actually rolling already, but I need a nice edit point. Boop. Um, all right. You ready to rock and roll? You're done moving things around? There's there's a theme in our podcast I've noticed where you're doing some project during the first two or three minutes every time. Like, I'm re- Hey, man, I'm restless, you know? I got <laughs> I got to be moving. I got to be moving. There's paper shifting around. There's garbage cans getting, like, sorted for recycling. Like, there's always some <laughs> weird shit that you're doing in the first five hey, minutes. Hey, look, think, think uh, globally. Act locally. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Okay, but do it outside the first five minutes. Hang on, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, just I got okay. That's got what I'm talking. Can. That's what I'm talking about. Can. I'm just banging those together for the hell of it. I thought you were in an office in your office, but th- there's an inordinate amount of aluminum cans in your office. I do not understand why. I'll se- I'll send you a picture of the amount of cans that are in my in my office. <laughs> shit is wild. You know, there was it, one I'll episode. T- there was one episode where I'm convinced you were taking out garbage for like 25 <laughs> minutes straight. <laughs> like I listened back to it one time, and I was like, "What the fuck was he doing?" <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not. I'm not. It's it's fully possible. Uh, so I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> it could be. It could be. All right, you ready? Do you want? Do you want to say the thing this time? No. <laughs> <laughs> You are now listening to the talk show all the way from the great state of Texas here on Memorial Day. I am your host, Scott Sullivan, and all the way up north in the Ferris wheel inside of the state of Vermont, my co-host, the man with two and a half ankles right now, Adam St. Germain. Oh, shit. You know, it's more like three and a half ankles, really. (laughs) The guy is bringing... A lot of ankles to the party. I got so many ankles. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So this is the talk show for, we have, we've gone a little while without an episode now. This is the early summer. And in the interim time, uh, something. Is, is today, today is, I believe, right? The unofficial start to summer. I believe it is. I think technically summer starts like in late June, like in terms Which of. Which like, I look. Let's be honest. That's bullshit. June twenty first, like, it's too late. It's too late. Who chose? Who chose that? In most parts of the country, June is solidly in the summer. Camp yeah, of the calendar. Like you're deep in summer at that point. Well, maybe not deep, but like you're well on your way. Well, I would. I don't know about the school systems up there, but I think they're not that far apart. But aren't kids typically getting out of school in May? In most parts of the country, in May and early June. I think. I, I don't know. I I believe. Yeah, I think early. June. My son's last day of school is this coming Friday. Then Slacker. He, yeah, yeah. So that's I can only speak to Austin. But Austin's always weird. We also start school in the last week of August, which is not how we do it. Hey, bro. Hey, hey. Keep keep Austin weird. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, we we like to keep it weird. Keep um, that shit weird. So in the interim time from the last episode, 
a number of when episodes. was the last episode it was a while ago i don't think we did one possibly in the entire month of may with the exception of today so it's been no I'm, I'm gonna look while you're talking i'm gonna look but i think no i'm gonna look you talk <laughs> so a couple of things have happened. I uh, changed jobs. I am still working. Hey! <laughs> I'm still working in oncology and cancer care, in the great city of Austin. But I moved literally across the street from the hospital to a doctor's office that takes care of the patients across the street. That was a, a big transition for me in terms of scheduling and lifestyle stuff, but in a positive way. Uh, Winning. Win- hashtag yeah. winning Charlie Sheen in this shit. Yep. Yep. Totally tiger blood. The whole thing. And uh, also around that time, me and my wife who do uh, rent some units in a, an apartment in central Austin, we, we had a little bit of a, a tenant dispute, which will not be discussed in detail on the podcast, but it did. Uh, hashtag landlord life, landlord life. That dispute began on the first day of May. And here now speaking with Adam on the 31st day of May, it was resolved this morning. So it took the entire goddamn month to resolve a kind of pedestrian dispute. But anyway, that's over. Spe- Life speaking is of, I'll just say, speaking of somebody who's not a landlord, uh, I don't know, four weeks. I mean, look, that's a huge pain in the ass. Four weeks doesn't actually seem that bad. It's not that bad. And I again, I don't want to say details on the podcast, but basically there was, no, no, no. There was a dispute wherein which... You know, there hitherto and yawn. Yeah, <laughs> let's just put it this way: in any dispute, I think in life, you you can pick you know as many as as few as two options, and sometimes as many as three, four, five options in how to handle the dispute, right? And this was one where we were torn between two different ways of handling the dispute, and in the end, it, it worked out. But it's 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 difficult, you know. Anytime you have a, a dispute with someone, and you're not somebody who enjoys that, I don't know, Adam, are you someone who enjoys conflict in your personal life? Do you like to argue? You know, well, no, because I'm always right, so there's no sense in arguing. But, <laughs> but somebody once said Some, to me, somewhere Ali's eyes are actually getting damaged from how hard they're rolling. <laughs> somebody once said to me, they were like, "In any dispute, there's your side, the opponent's side, and the truth." <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Or so, you know, some version of that. I think I was like, I think that's true. So anyway, yeah, my I'm, I feel like the entire month of May for me. It was just chaos. Like I didn't get to do any self care. <laughs> like I've my workout goals have fallen completely apart, and I am here now, starting this next month of June tomorrow, with a lot of like ambition and goals. But really, feel like my plate is empty now. On the other hand, Adam Saint Germain, you recently did a thing. <laughs> I'd like to say I attempted a thing. You did a thing. Now, did you do the whole thing that you set out to do? That's a separate part of the story, but you did a thing. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll go with that. And I, I always, you know, I'm just going to say like from the beginning, I think I was pretty clear in saying I'm going to attempt. So let, let's, let's, thing. let's unpack this real quick. Cause I have some thoughts about this that I want to talk to you about at the end, but, but let's, let's unpack this. What did you do? When did you do it? What was it? Let tell the, tell the people about the thing. Yeah. Okay. So on uh, Tuesday, May 25th, which is just a few days ago, um, I set out to do, to run, which I'm, we're going to use the term run loosely, um, to run the infinitus 250 mile trail race, which is multiple loops 
uh, on the course. And the way their course is set up, it is set up like an infinity symbol. Hence that's, the name. That's cool. Uh, where one part of the of the figure eight is seven miles, and the other part of the figure eight is twenty miles. Which, which, for the record, is not what an infinity symbol looks like at all. Both sides of the bend are are equal in in size. But, but nonetheless, I appreciate them trying. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you gotta put that effort. In. Also, but this is my favorite takeaway of this whole this whole event. the The event was amazing. It's put on by the Endurance Society. Uh, Andy Weinberg is the mastermind behind it. Like awesome event. Encourage anybody to, to check it out. And they have distances um, that appeal to I think everyone from the 880k, no 888k, <laughs> which which is like I think 552 miles. Um, <laughs> That's wild. 552, 250, 100, um, 88k marathon, and then eight miles. But here's the thing: eight miles <laughs> is hilarious. Well, here's what up against that. Although eight miles, there's nothing wrong with running eight miles. That's a run. But it's just fun. dude, eight, eight miles is a legit run. So that's a but, run. But that is funny. And if you put it on a spreadsheet next to all that other craziness. Oh, for sure. But here, but here's the best part. Here's the be- my favorite part of this whole thing, and it dawned on me on Thursday evening when I was eating dinner um, in the lodge, and I said, I said to the guys, I was like, "Wait a second. I was like, the people that are running the eight mile on on Saturday, they're running the seven mile loop. So how is it eight miles?" <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, so come to find out, the seven-mile loop is actually <laughs> not seven miles, 7.65 <laughs> miles, which is like almost eight miles. <laughs> That's annoying. That's kind of an annoying thing to find out late in the game. It's, uh, it's so when you're doing the longer distances, you're, you're doing like well over the distance that it's, uh, <laughs> that it's called, which I think is so like... Anyway, so I ended up not finishing. I had a I had an issue uh, with my ankle. I sprained my left ankle. Um, actually, sprained my left ankle very early on at like mile eighteen, and then I continued to run uh, until mile one hundred and thirty-five. I was. Um, we. I realized when I looked back over our text thread this morning that I had never actually asked you your final mileage. Like I didn't know. Last, oh, last time we talked, you were at one fifteen, and things weren't going perfect. But then yeah, I never so, got the final tally. I mean, things were things went. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you the play by play in a second. But so anyway, so I I, I dropped out 135 miles. Um, in what time? What like if it, with the window being when you started to when you threw the towel in? How much time actually occurred? Like real life time. Oh, real life time. So it was uh, 24:48. Wait, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday's 48, and then I was done. Uh, oh shit! I don't know. It's okay. This is there's no test. You will not be great. Fifty. I don't know. Fifty some odd hours. So fifty some odd hours. One hundred and thirty-five miles. So you ran more than two miles every hour of every waking or, or or not waking every hour of life from when you started to when you started. You ran at least two miles. <laughs> yeah, average. I, I get on yeah, average. Yeah. On average, I, I was I was pretty aggressive with my <laughs> with my uh, resting protocol. 
um, like on day on day one, I did 54 miles. That's what I keep trying to tell my wife. Like, hey, I know it looks like I'm lazy, but I'm just aggressive with my resting protocol. Hey, this is my resting <laughs> protocol. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, yeah. So on day one, I did I did seven miles. I'd like just refilled my water, so I took like 15 minutes, and then I went and did 20 miles, and then I rested for like an hour, and then I did seven more miles, then I rested an hour, and then I did 20 more miles. So I ended up with 54. Then I slept for three and a half hours because it was now the middle of the night i did i did seven i rested an hour i did 20 and then i took the rest of the day off like on wednesday i just like there was a point where you're like i'm in it i'm done that's it today's done well because my ankle had been bothering me since tuesday like the start the very first day and so i was like i was like okay well i will take this day off i'll rest super hard I'll sleep really well, and then I'll try and get back after it on Thursday, which I did. I ended up sleeping like eight and a half hours. Like I had a huge night's sleep, um, <laughs> and got got up early. Like made, you know, did breakfast, did the whole deal, and then got back out, did seven, took fifteen minutes, did twenty, was like moving, like felt really good. I mean, my ankle still didn't feel awesome, but like I felt really good, and then um, came back in, rested for like. 20 minutes, did seven, took an hour, and then went out for the nighttime loop and did 20. And I was great, like, for, like, 15 miles of the 20. And then my ankle was like, bro, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) That's when the body started to revolt. It was just like, yeah, no, sir. What is And I was like, and I had been managing it, like, and even, like, way back at, like, mile 20, like, very early on, my IT band on my left leg started to bother so what happened was my ankle was was effed and so then i was compensating in a weird way which then inflamed my it band which then i couldn't bend my knee it was a whole thing and uh so anyway when i got back i like watched a youtube video on how to kt tape your it band okay okay which i did and like look super surprising actually worked <laughs> that is shocking but like i was amazed and then i left the kt tape on for like the next hundred miles and it was fine and um but my ankle just never got better and so and then i when i woke up on friday after you know i got in at like 12 30 or like 1 a.m or something like that excuse me um i woke up on friday early like after another three hours of sleep and my left ankle like literally i couldn't flex my foot forward or backward or like up and down that's not that's like not just, compatible with that type of running at all yeah and it and it was uh you know so anyway a lot of lessons learned uh it was it was uh, really interesting I, otherwise i felt totally fine quads were fine calves were fine back everything else was fine i had no chafing i had a couple of tiny blisters on my feet but, but like, you're over super, it sounds like your overall energy level was was up to the challenge, it just, I mean, there's mechanical issue. I, I've had this happen even in when we did the four by four by 48 a, a few months ago. Like I felt really great that whole weekend, but my, I had a couple of issues with my hip and my knee that were just not compatible with, <laughs> I mean, I finished what I needed to do, but it sucked. Like, and cause when those things happen, you feel like you're, you're, I think you would agree like with your ankle, like you, if that could have been somehow addressed medically, you could have kept going. Like you, you weren't like otherwise unable to do the, the distance as far as, you know, I mean, you didn't get to the, 
Yeah, right, right. I mean, I still parts, had, but... I still had a hundred and you know twenty miles to go. But like all, all things considered, yeah, I felt totally good. <laughs> Even one of the guys, one of the other racers, at one point, I was like eating some some pasta and, and uh, whatever I was eating, and he was like, he's like, what mile are you at? And I think at that point I was at one fifteen. And I was like, oh, 150, I'm going to you know, head out in a little bit. And he's like, he's like, you don't even look, he's like, you look great. I was like, yeah, man, I feel good. I'm just having a problem with his ankle. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, I'll be honest, like at the time in like during it, it was extremely frustrating because mm. I was like, I was like, oh, like I can, it wasn't even like I was hiking. Like I could run, you know, like I had the ability to run and I looked at my splits afterward and like i was still doing when i was moving i was still doing like 12 and a half to 14 minute miles on a trail which, run. this is not a road run. I, yeah, yeah yeah in the in the woods on like on technical trails like lots of up lots of down um like at mile 85 i had accumulated like twelve thousand feet of vertical gain um which is a which is a bit and so <laughs> it's a bit yeah, it was it was really frustrating, and then and then later, like once I kind of digested everything else, like I felt I was pretty happy with how it all went. You know, like truth be told, uh, had you asked me ahead of time, like, "Hey, how's your preparation been?" I would say I'm somewhere between under and wildly underprepared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about that in a couple of days leading up to that. There were some text messages on our thread where you were like. Uh, well, me and the commissioner were all on a text thread, the three of us. And, and you, I believe the, the verbatim was, how could you two allow this to happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally true. And uh, uh, yeah, and I think, you know, part of that was like my own doing. Like I, um, and I've talked about this before, like going into these kinds of events that I'm not familiar with, I, I tend to not do a ton of research so as not to intimidate myself. That's good. And, and, um, and so the same thing, like this time around, I didn't do a ton of research about it. I just kind of went with like what I thought would be a good plan. Um, I had no crew, like other runners at those distances have crew, you know, which means like they got somebody at the aid station or they got somebody cooking for them or all, you know, all the little details. So like, I, personally, I don't like the pressure of that because then I feel yeah. responsible to that individual. If I was but, in, uh, if I was in New England, I would do that for you because I know you wouldn't feel that stress if it was me. <laughs> but uh, that, yeah, that's probably that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But like, but, I would I would never ask Allie to do it. No, like, I would I, just, I would never ask my wife to do that. I, I'm on the same exact page with you. When I do dumb stuff like that, you know, I haven't done that event. But when I do any kind of dumb stuff like that, I, I like to keep it. We talked about this on the phone on the off the podcast, but. There's a, a little bit of, I don't know if it's pleasure, but it's just like control or like safety and keeping it personal, like like not bringing too many people into the fold because what if something goes wrong? Because there's there's this implied thing of like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this badass thing. and But it, the second it doesn't work out, then am I not a badass? Am I like, am I having to like tuck my tail in? It's just, it's weird. Whereas like when you do it by yourself, it's just like you can make all those decisions on your own. And feel, you know, like good about whatever decision you make. Like it's just it's too much when you bring other people in. I think for yeah for that like for the stress that it brings you, right? Because that's what you, I, like, yeah to to me it adds more stress. Yeah, because for you, sure you don't want to. It becomes like this other thing that is not as much fun. <laughs> I don't know how to put it any better than that. 
Right. Well, this so that's actually a great segue into the thing that we were chatting about the other day. Where so the the way the race goes, the way Infinitus goes, the the eight hundred and eighty eight k people start on Thursday, then the two hundred fifty milers and the oh wait wait sorry start over that can't be right the eight hundred and you mean the previous Thursday yeah yeah the previous yeah. Thursday. The 888K people start on the previous Thursday, so they have 10 days to complete it. Um, on the sa- At the same time, the DECA marathon people start on the same Thursday. So those people are running a marathon a day for 10 days. That's pretty badass. Which is a super cool event. Because I, like, I like that because that's just like it's it's not outrageous, but the relentlessness of it by once you get past that, like first couple days is going to be something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's a that's a whole thing. So then that starts on Thursday. Then on the Tuesday, the 250 milers start that. So that was my group and the Penta marathon. So same thing. They're doing a marathon a day, but just for five days. Still and respect. <laughs> Which I, which is super funny to me. Like, if you said to me a few months ago, like I'm gonna run a marathon a day for five days, I'd be like, that's fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> what? But that, but then that, like having been a part of it and like seeing it, I'm just like, oh, that's a totally digestible. I mean, this is like a really skewed perception, but <laughs> I'm like, my like, hey, ass totally digestible. But this is what thing we talk. To do. This is what we talk about on the podcast, and I think you're, you know, you've done a better job executing it in the real in real world but th- these are the things that like it's changed perception right so like once you're yeah, in there yeah yeah and you're messing around with this stuff your perception changes so like i remember you know i remember a time where running one loop on town lake of 10 miles seemed like a really big day for me and like something i'd feel good about all day and and it took a lot of effort to do and now i feel pretty confident if you told me i had to do three of those tomorrow that's i would not be ready for it because i haven't been running enough but i could do it i and i wouldn't blink at the fact that i could do it you know right 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 yeah so all right so so those people start on tuesday and then uh on friday morning the hundred milers start now let's let's let me, because I, I want a, a detail for the audience that I didn't really even absorb. What is the end time of this event? It starts on the Thursday prior. Does it end Sunday? What day? When does it? When is it? Sun- like you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday at eight oh eight a.m. is is the absolute last call. Time cap. You're done. Yep. Okay. So like, if you're in the woods, let's say you're you're still on the loop. Um, at 8.08 on Sunday and like you're finishing up your loop, you don't, it doesn't count. You didn't finish. Okay. So now if you're showing up on Friday and you're a hundred miler, you have to run how much each 24 hours, I guess. Yeah. So this is something I was discussing with my brother. Most, uh, my understanding anyway, like look full, full, uh, disclosure. I'm not an ultra runner. No, I have neither no of us are. This, this podcast has become very, <laughs> Like externally related to ultra running, something that neither of us claims to like or understand. Yeah, look, I, I've just I'm just a hundred percent winging it, and uh, so like I don't fully know a lot of details, which is fine. Like I'm I'm perfectly okay with that. <laughs> but but my my understanding is that most hundred milers, uh, hundred mile events, which is quite a few of right around the country, um, 
have a time cap of like 30 to 36 hours. Okay. Is, is my understanding. Summer, summer last summer, maybe a little bit more. Um, Infinitus is, they give you 48 hours to do, to do 100, 100 miles. miles. Which, you know, full disclosure is actually a little over 100 miles. It's more like... <laughs> because they, that is fucked up. I gotta, I gotta say, that is kind of fucked up. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, but part of me also really loves it, right? Where it's just like... Let's say, yeah. let's say you're a weirdo or you're unsupported. Let's say, not a weirdo. Take that back. Let's say you're unsupported and you show up. And so you decide the 20-mile loop is too much. You're only going to do the 7-mile loop. But you're really doing 8 miles every time. That's infuriating. I would be so mad at them if I found that out. Oh, but you can't do that. You're not allowed. You have to alternate periodically. You you have to. No, no, not even periodically. Every other. You have to alternate. Oh, I didn't understand that. I thought it was like a dealer's choice. No, 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 no. So that's like where it becomes a huge mental battle. Because look, Oh, you can so build, that, that's a game changer. I didn't understand that from all of our conversations about that. That's actually a game changer. If you have to like know that after that seven, you're going out for 20. That's huge. That's yeah. That's the thing. So, so, um, you start on the seven, everybody starts on the seven, uh, and then you, and then you alternate to the 20. And so that's considered a seven and a 20 is considered one loop. Gotcha. Cause that's like the, the full course. Yep. And so if you're, if you're doing the two fifty. You have to do nine loops, full loops, plus an additional seven miler. So for the 100, you're doing how many loops? It's not that many. It's like four? Four loops, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, well, let's get back to what you were saying. So these guys come in on Friday to do the 100 miles. What was the vibe like when they arrived? Oh, yeah. So that, so that's the thing I was going to say, right? It was like about support and anxiety and like stress and like the whole deal. And so like when i got there on tuesday it's it's a small you look it's there's not a lot of people it's a small group of people that have signed up for this asinine distance right like (laughs) how many people could really want to do that yeah like there's very few people doing the 888k obviously um there's a handful of people doing the the deca marathon which truth be told i think that has more to do with like taking the time off of work than anything else it's logistically yeah imagine if I don't know. Pandemic times, things are crazy. But if I had to figure that out, it would just be cost prohibitive only out of work schedule. You right, know? Yeah, it's a right, right, right. So that so that's a huge thing. Um, and then the two fifty, I think there was only, if I remember correctly, I think there was ten people signed up for the two fifty. Yeah. Um, Did anyone? Some finish? of them. Co- Do we know if anyone finished? Two people finished. Yeah, a one woman and one man finished. Oh. Yep. Bad I I don't know their names, but shout out to those folks. Yeah, uh, Nicole, Nicole. I want to say Nicole Fleming, and then um, this other guy, uh, Kevin, and I'm forgetting his last name at the moment. So, it, real quick, like they both had crew. Like Nicole was there with her husband, um, so he was helping her out, and then he ran the hundred miler, and then cool Kevin. Uh, Kevin was there with his dad, and his dad was crewing for him. Both uh, Nicole's husband, Gary, and and Kevin's dad were, like, so nice to me. Like, I was there solo, right? Like, I, I got nobody. And um, <laughs> they were, they were yeah, they were so kind. They were checking on me, like, making sure I was good, asking me if I needed anything. Um, Kevin's dad gave me, like, a cold root beer at one point, which was, like, fucking rocked my world. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, we, we, yeah. 
a really nice cold soda, especially like a root beer or a Coke, when you're doing that kind of like uh Oh, dude, it was good. That it was sugar, so good. That sugar hits real well. Yeah, you're in that. it hit. It hit. So, so um, yeah. So, anyway, so yeah, they, they did finish. And two, uh, also two people, two guys finished the 888K as well. Badass. I, I have a quick question about that. I don't want to derail the story, but like, so they start the previous Thursday. Is there, are there people out there supporting them? Like, is there support from that Thursday forward? Or like, what are they all, are they doing the first couple of days by themselves on the honor system? Like, how does that work? Cause if you, no, no, the, the, the event, the event organizers are there the entire time. But, but it's interesting to me that there's an event where like, yes, there's going to be a handful of people doing the event during the bulk of that second week. But that first Thursday night, what is it like three people? Um, I think there was like there's supporting, six, or eight, yeah, six they're or eight supporting less than 10 people. That's, that's a real commitment to an event to do that through that first weekend when, you know, well, and so here's the thing though, right? Like this event, there's some events, uh, I, I was doing more reading about ultras after I finished this or did, you know, didn't finish it. But, um, and there's, there's apparently some judgment on like events like the Leadville 100 because the Leadville 100 has like, I forget what the number was, like has a ton of aid stations along the way. Sure. So, so now that's soft. Now we're getting into that business. Yeah. yeah. So that's just so like a different thing. So this event, so Infinitus, you do the seven mile loop. There's no aid station. The aid is at the, is at the start and the end of the loop. So you got seven miles, which realistically is like two hours, two and a half hours if you're going slowly, um, to get through it. So like, you know, manageable, the 20 mile loop, there's water at mile eight. And then there's, uh, an aid station at mile 14. But like for the first week, there's nothing at mile 14 except water. Yeah. Like there's nothing there. So it's like the last few days, there's more, there's like snacks and there's whatever else, but like a lot in the of beginning, it, a lot of it is an endurance uh, there, there's an extra element, right? Oh yeah, 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 totally. Yep, 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 yep. So that's fascinating. Yeah, so it's like you, you know, you got to be self reliant. You got to, you know, make sure you're carrying enough stuff. You can't just like run with the super lightweight stuff in like one bottle and then just be like, oh, I'll just, I'll just get more stuff at the aid station because <laughs> you know, it ain't, it ain't there. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. So, so tell me more about the vibe on the course when, when the, when the weekend warriors arrived. Yeah, so here, here's what I found out, right? Like, or, or this, this is my impression, was that the the 100 milers, I think 100 milers are certainly more popular than they, they have been in the past. I think um, all of this is more popular. I, I There was a time when I trained with a guy in jiu-jitsu, and he was an ultra runner, and this is like maybe 2013, 14, and I didn't know any other guys who did this stuff, and now I feel like it's a little more common to some degree. Yeah. I th- I, I mean, sure. Right. Like, you know, you and I have done it. So like, sure. It's and, definitely more common and, than and it it's was. Not, and it, there's a difference, right? Like when you were a bike racer and it defined you a bit, it was like a big part of who you are. Like, I think people like us were doing these runs occasionally, very different versions of stuff. But I, I don't think you wake up in the morning and say, I'm an ultra runner. Right. No, I think I definitively don't say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an identification that you feel comfortable with. <laughs> Right, but right, that doesn't right, mean. Yeah. That, but but it's become common enough or available enough that you can drop in and try it. Yeah, 
And I think, I think part of that is like a mindset shift, right? Like it took a long time for me to like break out of being identified as a bike racer. Sure. Yeah. When I, I I, I still sometimes feel weird when I tell people I did it in the past because the implication of me being retired from it is weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 So yeah. So here's the thing. So the hundred mile people show up on Friday. And they, and they, or they start to show up on Thursday night because they're like setting up camp and like the whole deal. Cause most people are camping. Yeah. Um, and so, so they do this whole thing. Now, Friday morning comes around and Thursday evening and like the whole vibe in the air is very different. There's a lot more anxiety. I can like feel more stress, not my stress, but other people's stress. There's <laughs> like, there's, there's people that are like unloading like huge bins for like aid stations and like they're they're dragging them to like various places around the course and like there's couples uh and partners like arguing with each other like no i need i need the red water bottle you know like whatever they needed um (laughs) there was people like the weirdest one to me was like i stuck around so i friday morning i decided to like pull a plug and drop out but then i stuck around to watch the 100 milers start and then finished their first loop. And what struck me most was like this woman came in and she was like, oh, she was super happy with how her first seven miles went. She like felt great, super excited. It was a nice day. And um, her husband, or I'm assuming her husband was like, it's not a seven mile race. It's a hundred miler. You went out too fast. And he was like giving her a hard time. And I was just like, I was like, whoa. I was like, that sucks. And the flip side like, uh, you know, uh, going back to like when I started on Tuesday now in retrospect, like I ran my first seven mile loop, like a little too fast, but whatever, like not, it doesn't matter. But that's self-criticism. You don't have Allie there standing there telling you that. No, but and the difference, right. is like all the, everybody that was there, the people running the marathon, they're just like, they're like, Hey, like, what's your name? Oh, you look good. You're formal, you know, like giving advice, like so supportive regardless of how it's going, like it could be like totally upside down and it took you four hours to do the seven miles, whatever they would still be supportive. (laughs) Yeah. Just throwing in a positive, like, Hey man, you're out here doing this dumb thing with me. That's cool. Right. So it was, um, yeah, it was just very different to see these hundred miler people, you know, just be like, I don't know. It, it, uh, it was weird. It just struck me as very odd. You said to me on the phone, I'm going to out you on this now because I, because I don't know if you would say it on the podcast. I'll say it for you because I think it's a fun analogy. But I think what you said was they were like the cat, either cat four or cat three. I forget which one you actually said. Oh, I definitely said that they were the cat threes of the running world. The cat yeah. threes of the running world, which if, you, if you're if you not a bike racer or a bike, uh, someone who's raced bikes in, in some part of this country, you might not get that. But cat three is the, the level that's just outside of the pro-am races. It's competitive. You need to be skilled to do well there. But it's also like it's less than, and some people treat it like it's the main of you know. Some people get too serious about it. It's it's they, they think it's like the pinnacle of sport. You they know? Think, yeah, just like, they, they think they're in the Tour de France and they're basically in the undercard of a wrestling match. It's like chill out, <laughs> like it's yeah. it's fine if you do well. It's fine, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, I think to summarize it right, like. I think for me personally, it's, it's super fun to share like, Oh, I did this thing. 
and and if somebody wants to like ask more questions like i'll happily talk about it but it just kind of is what it is they had a hat at the event that i wish i had purchased now in retrospect but the hat said nobody cares that you run ultras <laughs> ah, that's a great hat <laughs> which i was like that's oh, a great that's, hat. that's perfect like that's totally perfect i love it that's, so. I, I, I don't know. I obviously was not there. I don't know the people involved, but from what you told me on the phone the other day, it seems like the people who run this particular, this particular organization, uh, or, or, you know, promotion group, it seems like they're really about the event and not about anything else. And I like, I like that vibe, that vibe. Oh, cool. I love to, there's no, there's no frills. There's no pretense. There's no, like what, one of the things that has struck me is, and I get it. Like I, I understand it. I just find it frustrating to sign up for a hundred miler. Most of them, you have to have like already done a 50 miler or already done a different hundred miler. And you need to like submit your resume. Damn. So they know, they know that you can do it. Right. Yeah. This, this event is just like, yeah, you want, you want to sign up for 250 miles? Like go for, go for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, you, if, if, we'll, we'll support you, but there's no, there's no hype. There's no, there's no nothing. Like there's very little information, um, in, in a good way. Right. Like they're not trying to scare you off with the course. Like from what I understand, talking to the other runners, that, that there's a ton of very experienced people. This is like one of the most challenging courses you can decide to do. I really just chose it cause it was 45 minutes down the road. So it was easy to get to. It's easy for um, you. And you live in Vermont for the, the listener who knows like Adam lives in Vermont, which is basically one of the most beautiful places on the planet. <laughs> probably. Yeah. And I, and I think like too, like I knew what I was getting into. Like I'm familiar with the terrain. Like it can be really muddy. It wasn't fortunately. Um, it can be rocky. It can be rooty. It could be steep. Like I knew all those things. So I was like, Oh, okay. Like I know what this is. I've run on it plenty of times. So, yeah, the home court advantage is a nice thing when you're doing something that is outside of your comfort zone, right? To feel at least well, like some part of this feels pretty comfortable. To yeah, me. you just you just you just removing a variable, right? You're like, okay, I know I know what I'm getting into for the um, at least for the terrain. So, which reminds me, I had a I can't find it now because I went and did something else on my computer, but I had the page. I'm going to pull it open in a second. I had the web page of an event that you might be familiar with open on my phone, uh, on my laptop rather, Adam. It's a, an event you may be familiar with. It's called IRR. And um, according <laughs> to bikereg.com, IRR is an ir- irreverent road ride that's going to take place on Saturday, August 14th of this year in Goshen, Vermont. Am I pronouncing that right? Is it Goshen? It is Goshen, yeah, which is actually um, smack dab where the uh, Infinitus Trail race was. Oh, beautiful. Uh, this yeah. event is put on by a guy, very eccentric guy. Um, according to the, the event, you can select this one thing. It says 10 times irreverent. Start time is at 6.30 a.m. Distance is 1,000 minutes. Can you explain that to me? I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, it's 1,000 minutes, I think. You know, which, which is actually great. I just got an email about this. Um, for anybody who doesn't know that Scott's joking, the Irreverent Road Ride is the dirt road uh, bike ride that I put on each year. One might um, call it a gravel grinder, although I, for some reason, do not like that term. But I also, you know, I don't think that term fits, to be honest. Because there's, uh, there's probably not that much gravel on a lot of it, right? 
I mean, there's some gravel. There's a lot of dirt roads. There's like very, very little pavement. I I like to call it an adventure ride. Adventure ride. I like that. But, That's cool. But in in bike reg, they don't give you the option to select adventure ride. That's not a. It's <laughs> not a given thing. But a thousand minutes, by the way, is sixteen point six hours. Okay. And so. Um, Anyway, somebody just emailed me and they're like, oh, hey, I've never done IRR. I'm just hoping to do it this year. How long should I expect to ride? <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. I, was like, I was like, well, uh, the fastest it's ever been done uh, was nine and a half hours. And, and those individuals like didn't stop at all. They stopped to like put water in their bottles and like that was it. They, um, they, they, they were on some kind of they, – they misunderstood the idea that there was going to be a prize. And I, it says right here the prize is humility. So they, <laughs> they they should have looked closer at that. Yeah, yeah. So so anyway, so they, they I knew the I knew who they were. They were just there to hammer it, which is totally fine. Like that's what they wanted to do. Like go for it. And the slowest it's ever taken anybody um, was like just shy of eighteen hours. <laughs> you woof. So um, yeah, so I was like, oh, thousand minutes seems like a good. A good fit it's also divisible by 10 so it fits the fact that it's 10 years you know yeah um yeah totally well it all fit <laughs> and it, and it'll... okay wait 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 <laughs> well, while we're discussing this i'm reading your bike reds page which i have read in the past but i have not read this year this shit is hilarious okay what does ten dollars get you so the the entry fee for the listener it's ten it's ten dollars and ten cents <laughs> it's actually right now it's ten dollars and eleven cents maybe it oh, it went, went i'm sorry it went up the other went, day yeah, yeah, yeah. it went up by one penny uh, yeah. what does your $10 get you a GPX file of the single most challenging dirt road ride ever, blah, blah, blah. Some bourbon, if you please. Okay. That's kind of cool. A potential organized rollout start. So you're not even promising that's real. Okay, cool. Um, no, no way. What? I mean, COVID, this is the, COVID, single, baby? this is the single funniest, most fucked up thing I have found so far. $10 in cash. What <laughs> the That's the stupidest thing I've ever read in my <laughs> Wait, I don't even know what you said. What did you say? Ten dollars in cash hidden along the route in multiple places. <laughs> that's the stupidest thing. I've, I've never read anything that stupid in a race uh, summary in my life. That's beautiful. So, so look. Here's here's the deal with Irreverent Road Ride, and I make I make no bones about this, and I don't I don't try and hide it. It is 100% at my whim and whimsy of like what it will be and what it will include. And one year I thought it would be super funny to hide uh, Easter eggs, what I called Easter eggs, along the route. And one of them was like a cooler full of ice cold 40s. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. <laughs> uh, a, bo- a bottle of really nice bourbon. Um, a bag of Halloween candy, a bag of Red Bulls, and uh, a ammunition can with fifty dollars in it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but what I didn't tell you, as I told everybody, so I told like in the cue sheet where these things were, where to find them. <laughs> so, um, and oh, and at one point, if you were the first person there, a hundred dollars. Nice. But to get the but to get the hundred dollars, you had to ride an additional eleven miles. 
Like it was like off the route. You had to go out of your way. You had to, to go it. do some other dumb thing to make your day yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you had to, so you had to do that. But the but the fifty bucks was really early in the route. It was like at mile twenty five, and it was in this ammo can in a river. But it was um, rolls of nickels. <laughs> so if you wanted it, you could take it. But it was a but it was rolls of nickels, which are pretty heavy. <laughs> that is fucked up, and I love it. This is great. Anyway, so a little shout out. We've talked about this ride on the podcast many times, but I've never actually gone to Bike Reg and read some of the qualifications that you've listed. That's yeah, that's this year's version. So you know. Okay, we'll, and the we'll final see. thing we'll, we'll say about IRR, just then we'll move on. My one of my other favorite things about IRR for those who might be interested in going to Vermont and doing this, the ultimate prize, as far as I understand, Adam, you can check me on this, is that your name will be recorded in a notebook that Adam has. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is totally true. I have, I have get, a notebook. You don't get to see it. It's not public, but he has it, and your name will be in it. <laughs> I, have, I have published the finisher's list exactly one time. <laughs> in nine years, I've published it once. Uh, and that's it. Otherwise, I just write down who finished. <laughs> <laughs> So if anyone tries to pull some shit where they go on a podcast and say they finished, you know if they're being real or not. But you know, that's we had it. a small we had a small dispute one year because uh, this guy, really great rider, he skipped the the last. It was very dark. His light had died, and he skipped the last um, class four section. He went around it, and he and he came back to the finish, and he was like, oh, and he had done the correct mileage, and he was like, oh yeah, I did I did this thing. You know, I, I finished it and I was like, oh, did you do X, Y, Z section? And he said, oh, no, I had to go around it. And I said, sorry, bro, doesn't count. <laughs> name, sorry, bro, you can, you can tell your friends what you want, but your name's not in the book. <laughs> yeah, so he, he had just he had just ridden like 16 and a half hours, like in blazing heat. It was super hot that year. And uh, and I was sitting there by the campfire drinking beers, and he was all stoked, and I was that I had to rain on his parade a little bit. It's so. <laughs> beautiful, guys. Bikereg.com is the registration site. Just pop IRR 10.0 into it, and you can go down the rabbit hole of Adam's insanity. It's it's a good time. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful thing. All right, Scott. So let's get back to this thing here. So I wrapped up 135 miles. Uh, which is I feel good. Wait, let's let's tell the audience though, because I don't know the answer to this. But pri- previous to 135 miles, we won't say at a at a clip, but you know, in a, in a sort of continuous effort. What was your your longest distance prior to to that? 50? 50, 50, whatever the long trail run was last year. I think it was like just it over fifty. At, I think it was fifty two. Yeah, I think you yeah. did fifty two in the end. So that's like a a considerable jump up in distance. I mean, obviously there's time, there's pasta, there's naps. It's a different event, but like you, you, you decided to bite off a pretty big chunk and that's the next topic, you know, as we approach the end of this episode, one of the things I thought was interesting about this, just as a friend of yours is that we are different aged. We're different uh, levels in skill of, of these types of endurance events. But one thing I haven't seen necessarily in the time we've done this podcast is you come across a challenge that actually maybe was one where you bit off too much or it actually got your attention, like on, got you onto the front of your feet to like, wait, is this too, do you agree with that assessment? Was this like finally like a challenge that got your attention in terms of like, maybe this is bigger than, 
I was ready yeah. to do. Not in a way that you couldn't do it, but now, like, do you feel like coming back to it and mastering that is something of interest to you, or was it just an experience? Yeah. So I, I had, uh, I've had a few days to digest that. Right. And I was, I mean, you know, I was texting you relentlessly like the week leading into it. And I was like, I don't get nervous and I don't get anxious and I don't get worried about an event. You know, like even when I was going to do that 50 miler, I think I remember talking about it. Like I was already over it. I was just like, yep, I'm going to go do this thing. Like it's in the bags, no big deal. And, um, and it had, you know, it had its challenges along the way, but at no point was, you know, it was totally fine. And so, but this one, you know, like the week, the week leading into it, I was just like, I've made a terrible mistake. My friends, <laughs> my friends hate me. I can't believe they let me sign up for this thing. We don't hate Like, you. no, I don't. And, uh, and because I had said it publicly, right? Like, I, and I had told myself I was going to do it. Like there was no backing out. It wasn't like going to not show up. Yeah. The contract, so, the contract was signed. That's it. Yeah, that was signed. So I was like, um, yeah, I think I bit off more than I could, than I could chew. I think that's accurate. Um, that's not I as think an I, insult. It's just like, I think no, one of the things we talk about on this podcast is finding out what's possible, but sometimes you bite off a, a chunk that looks big. And I think what's happened for me, like I did the 30 K for me, that was a lot. I felt really accomplished after that, but, but you 50 K 50 K 50 K. Um, I was thinking of your 50 miles, but and you did 50 miles bigger distance. And then that was a, a chunk for you, but it wasn't that challenge. Like we talked going into that week, you were kind of like already bored with the idea of doing it. You had kind of calculated that it was doable. And then the excitement almost drops off. This was like, and I said to you in a text thread, like the week before this, when you were like, how could you guys let me do this? <laughs> you guys are assholes or whatever you said. I was like, this is what my internal dialogue sounds like before I do the smaller stuff. So you've finally gotten to where I've been at on some of this other stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I definitely I definitely got there. I think I, I learned a ton doing it. And also like I'm somebody that learns by doing, right? Like sure. That's just that's just how I'm gonna I need to know like how I'm gonna feel, how the gear's gonna work, how's my stomach gonna be, you know, what all those things. And um at this point there is no doubt in my mind that I can finish it next year. I love that. I love that attitude. Now, what if we did a relay? What would that look like? Would it be the whole thing or is that even more distance? I, so my understand, I'll have to look, I'll talk to Andy. I don't think there's a 250 mile relay. I think the only relay is the 888 K. What does that turn into again? We, I, I five, five fifty-one, five fifty-two. So instead you're doing like, 270 each or something like that that's crazy oh 555 i gotta get out a calculator i'm too i'm not 277.5 277.5 what a weird how did they come up with that such a weird number i guess they wanted well it's it's eight they wanted all eights yes it's 888k (laughs) um uh there's also another race in southern vermont that's a 500 mile um ultra run and so i think they just wanted something longer (laughs) to be honest respect respect so yeah so i think yeah go ahead so i was gonna say like yeah i think i i had to jump into the fire a bit um i i didn't actually get the thing that i was looking for though and and like the thing that i wanted to find and we've talked about this right is like to find that moment where you don't think you can do it 
you know, like mentally, like how do you get to that point mentally of like, oh, I can't, I can't go on, I can't continue, I can't do seven more miles, I can't, whatever. I was nowhere near that point. Um, and so I think. But you had a technical I'm, issue with, 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 with your physicality that I think took you out of that. I, there was a possibility that that, that moment existed somewhere in the. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A hundred miles that would have really taken you to where like. I mean, and you got to look at this, like, I don't know that much about ultra running, but there has to be a built-in component of running through injury-ish or injury-adjacent type things. I mean, I, I mean, I saw your ankle. If your ankle's going to blow up like that, I mean, there's only so much you can do. But there's... <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. Like, you, yeah. You know, come on. But there are... There's no way, I think, that you can actually run 250 miles without the... the you know, some issues, chafing, blisters. No, so, something's going to happen. And that's the thing, yeah. right? I was I was telling Allie, I was like, I was prepared for all of these other things to happen, like my quads to blow up or the IT band to get inflamed, which it did, or to have like, I had so much, you know, so many foot products with me to like deal with uh, either tired feet or blisters or chafing or like, sure. all, n- and really none of those things ever presented themselves. Like my my one pinky toe, uh, you know, like the toenail turned black and like that'll, whatever, that's going to happen. Um, what I, what I did have to do though, is my shoes for whatever reason, maybe my feet were swollen. I don't know, but my shoes were putting a lot of pressure on my pinky toes. And so I was like, well, this is a problem. Like I can't keep running like this. I was like, I don't know what to do. So then I, so then I thought back to like this old hiking thing I knew about, and I cut open the sides of my shoes. I'll I was just thinking later. that. I was just thinking that. Like you got to let the pressure out. Yeah. Yeah. So so I sliced open like lengthwise the side of the shoe, and it just took all the pressure off the pinky toe, and it was like 100 percent fine. And then I did like 60 miles like that. Um, we gotta get a we gotta get a shoe sponsor for this show. We talk too much about running these days. It was never supposed to be a running podcast. We need a shoe. Seriously, seriously. Anyway, so hey, Noel, if you're out there. You gotta know yeah, somebody. Come, come on, on Kamish. Come, come on, Kamish. Hook the shit so up. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up. I'm gonna do it again next year. Um, almost no, you know, like barring any injury or anything leading up to it. But um, yeah, I mean, I love it. I love it. it. I love that you uh, found an event that was a big enough uh, hurdle to attempt that it actually, you know, not that it didn't work out, but that it, it was it, you felt challenged, and and uh, I think ultimately you didn't yeah. feel like the degree of the challenge is what led to you not finishing it. It was more of a technical, you know, issue. It can happen to any of us. Like I have had several runs over the last year where I felt like I could have gone considerably further, but you know, some joint or something is not working right. But, but the point being like, this is an interesting distance. It's an interesting idea. Um, and it, it, I think the whole idea of it being like, Oh, I have a question for you about this. Actually. I, I wonder what your opinion is. In the mountain biking world, they have these 24, 48, whatever that hour races where instead of setting out to go 100 miles, you see how many miles you or how many loops you can do in a controlled period of time. Are there events in the running world that are run that way as opposed to picking some arbitrary number like 250? Are there events where it's like who can, yeah. who can do the most loops in a finite number of time? Window? So uh, one of the one of the events I sent you yesterday mm-hmm. that I texted you in New Hampshire is called uh, Bubba's Backyard Ultra, and um, great name by the way. 
So it's so okay. Let, let me back up. There are twenty four hour races, and they'll usually do them on a set. Um, they're actually usually done on the road, uh, and they're done on a set loop, and it's usually like one mile or just shy of a mile or just over a mile. And they and actually sometimes they do them on a track, a four hundred meter track. Wow! And um, that would they just be do 20... insanely boring. Well, that's what, I mean. It's a huge mental thing, right? Like yeah, that's yeah. that's a gargantuan mental challenge. Um, and so, like the record is like, I forget. I was just reading about it. It's like a hundred and eighty-two miles in twenty-four hours, which is like, dude, it's like running seven-minute pace. That's for for twenty-four hours. That's it's crazy. Yeah, it's tremendous. <laughs> so, so there's uh, so that that does exist. There are some um. There's definitely six-hour races and 12-hour races and 24-hour races. And I think there's even a couple 48-hour races. Um, we're the same deal. You just do the same loop over and over. Um, but then there's some really cool ones that I think are super interesting because they add a, a very competitive dynamic to it. And they're, they're uh, last man standing. Yeah, they do one of those down here. I think I sent you a thing. They you have to run. I forget what it is, but the, one of the trail run groups I I know of down here does an event where it's um, however whatever the increment of time is, you have to run a certain amount of distance, and then it's just every time the clock ticks, you do that distance, right? And then eventually people can't go anymore, and the last person that's still there wins. <laughs> so you just yes. Yeah, so- one of them, they did one last year. It was down south, um, and, and a, a woman. I and I apologize, I forget her name because she's like one of the most badass ultra runners in the in the world. Um, did like two hundred and forty four miles, Ugh. and they they just like <laughs> they just kept going. And so, uh, but there's one in New Hampshire, and and they do it. I think it's a three mile loop, and you just keep going until you're you're the last guy standing or last woman standing. So. <laughs> yeah pretty rough right yeah and that that format like is appealing but at the same time not like i love the competitive aspect of that where you can just like look somebody in the eye and be like i'm doing one more (laughs) yeah that is kind of cool like that that part's neat but i also think like i don't know i think uh, to me anyway uh, these big ultra I feel like the word ultra isn't even enough for these like 200 plus mile events, but like, no, it's something else. I think, and that's kind of what you were saying with those. And again, I'm not taking a side on this. I've never run a hundred miles, but that whole idea of like the hundred mile guys being the cat threes or the hundred, you know, whatever. I feel like this is like that whole scene has evolved to this point where like, it's almost as if a hundred miles is the entry level to even be, you know, on the table and then it's like these bigger events like the 250s and all that things you see goggins and whatnot doing these are these are the new level right like if you're doing 100 you're behind the curve that was impressive in 2005 or something like that you know yeah yeah right 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 and from what i understand like the first 200 miler like the first kind of really big 200 miler didn't come around until like 2013 or 14 that's what i'm thinking but i think like as a community that community is evolving and so like what yeah yeah yeah, what it means to be on the edge of it and just kind of in a more pedestrian role is evolving too. Right. So like, and you're oh, saying, totally. Yeah. 
It's really interesting. Uh, to do 100 miles would be a, a really good challenge for me, but I, I would not be throwing water bottles at my wife and being a dick about it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, it just like I was just listening to a podcast uh, with a comedian uh, that Matt Newell really likes, Eddie Ift, and he was talking about this trail race that he did that was like 68 miles, which nice. is a big, that's a big, big trail race. Like, yeah, it's kudos. A big, that's a big run. And uh, and he was like, he was joking about how he was talking to one of his friends and he was just waiting for one of his friends to talk about the marathon they had just done. <laughs> <laughs> just bring it up, motherfucker. Bring it up. So, so he could be like, so he could be like, Oh, you did a marathon. That's cute. <laughs> 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 Which I think is great. And, but then I think like, then I think like, Oh yeah. But then somebody just gets to like come over the top of his 68 miles and be like, yeah, what? I just did 220. Where yeah. you at, bro? Yeah. You're, <laughs> you, you, you get to be like, I did 135, but my ankle broke, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, and so part of that, what I learned, because oh, you, I, you stopped because you were, you set out to do 105. No, I stopped because my ankle broke. I was going to keep going. Right, you're like, no, I was ready to go. But what what I did learn, you know, and and I joke about like being under underprepared. Um, as I do, I didn't train enough downhill running, mm. which is really what did the ankle in. And and, and kind so, of I think counterintuitive for some people, but it really is much more difficult to run downhill than uphill in terms of body uh, stress. Well, what was, so what was interesting on the, on the last uh, 20 mile loop that I did, it was nighttime. I was going up, up Musalu mountain at, um, I don't even know, like 10 o'clock at night or something like that in the dark. And it was my second fastest lap up the mountain. So like my ankle was fine going uphill. I could cruise uphill really quickly. Um, I just couldn't go down. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's problematic. You know, it was it was nuts, and it was yeah. Anyway, it's this whole deal with like what's called a high ankle sprain. Mm. So not that you were, he, not that you were high at the time that it occurred, but that it's high on the ankle. It's high on the ankle. Yeah, I mean, most could, ankle could, sprains, could, right, are, are are like side to side. Like you roll your ankle and you blow it up. This wasn't that at all. But when we're this talking was, about Vermont, you have to make that clarification. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's, so that's great. But like, I think it's good to know that going into next year or any future events is like, Oh, I need to train this downhill aspect more. Everything yeah. else was on point. What I did for everything else was like really good. I just neglected this one area. Well, so. some, something to focus on and move forward, uh, coming out of that event and, and into the rest of the summer up there in beautiful Vermont, maybe a little more temperate than down here. What, what, any, any big goals on your horizon for the summer that you're thinking about? Yeah, I had, I had some other stuff. I wanted to try this, um, this fastest known time, which is the, it's called the Vermont 4,000 footers under human power. And so you, um, you run, there's five 4,000 footers in the state and, or four, I'm going to screw that up four or five. And um, you run to the summit of each one, and in between, you ride your bike. That's pretty cool. So these guys did it last year, 2020. They set a new fastest known time. And uh, I think ultimately they're better runners than I am. But I, I think that I have much more cycling experience, so I'll be faster on the road. Yeah, um, you might, be able, might be able to level the playing field. And I and I. Yeah, and there's a there's one part of the of navigating where they went the obvious route, but there's another way you can go a different road that's like ten miles shorter. Oh, that's a significant amount shorter. <laughs> totally right. So like that's a huge block of time. That's like 
you know, 30 or 40 minutes. Especially for and, someone um, who is a little quick on the bike. Yeah. So that, so it's huge. So, so I think I've got a shot at doing it. It'll just depend on, uh, really it'll just depend on like if I can get how my ankle's feeling and, and, uh, yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I'd like to do some more events this year. Like I, it was really fun to do the, do the events, but yeah, coming out of the pandemic, going to events. How I mean, just as a side note, how did it feel to be doing something that was essentially social? Well, like awkward and fun at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a, that type of environment, those type of people who are doing that are going to be a certain type of person. You might yeah. be on the higher end of social within that group, I would think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like a, it was a really funny mix. Like some of the people were very uh, introverted, which is cool. And then there's a couple people there that were doing the longer distance that was like, that were like hyper extroverted and just chatting with everybody. And like, yeah. you know, I don't know. It was cool. Most, almost 90% of the event or everything happened outside, which is great. And you just like popped inside to sign the, um, you know, what's cool about the event is it's like, it's self-sufficient. So you sign yourself out. You're like, yeah, I started my loop at 7am. And then when you get back, you sign yourself back in and you're like, okay, I'm back at nine ten. I'm going to go rest or I'm going to go get a snack or whatever. And then you come back and you sign yourself out. So, uh, cool. so they always know if there's someone on the loop for safety reasons, but it's like still totally independent and stuff. It sounds like. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 So very so cool. Yeah, I'm going to do that, do some fast packing on the, on the, tr- the log trail and stuff this year and work out some gear questions for that. And yeah. Awesome. Should be good. Sounds good. So I think the next episode, our goal, we're, we're going to wrap up here in a minute, but I think the next episode should be in this month. We got it like, it's going to be June tomorrow. So later in June, I think we should do a training camp themed episode because we talked off the podcast about getting together IRL in uh, New England, most likely in Vermont for a fall training camp, talk show fall training camp. I'm into it. We got to make it happen. Do some dumb running, do some done challenges, actually do some IRL uh, podcast records, have some fun with it. I think we should do it. I think we should come up with some silly ideas for it. And it might be a good topic for the next podcast. And, so, hey, people yeah. of the world, if you got ideas, send them to uh, scotty at talkshow.com or on Instagram, you can always hit at shorthandled shovel. Send us your shitty ideas for training camp. Yeah, shitty um, things you think it would be fun to hear us talk about, complain about having done because you dumbass suggested them. I'm all about it. Um, no swimming. No, yeah, no swimming. And what else can we say? No fish. I'm not eating fish. So nothing about it. <laughs> okay, all right. That's not, okay. I, sure. I don't eat no, seafood. No I'm not eating seafood. So I can't incorporate that. What if it's from a river? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. And Very Matt, good. Matt Noel can come if he wants. He's probably, I don't know. He's got too much going on. But hey, Matt, you want to fall in Vermont, training camp. There will be running. I'm sorry, buddy. There will be running. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah, that'll be good. Anyway, hit Scotty at talkshow.com or at shorthandled shovel on Instagram. Check out IRR if you're in the New England area or if you're willing to be in the New England area this summer. Check out the IRR thing we were talking about. That shit's... Oh, yeah. Register early because because once you get close to the event, the price jumps up to $45. (laughs) 
<laughs> it goes from ten dollars and ten cents to ten dollars and eleven cents to forty five dollars. So don't don't be a sucker. Get oh, actually, there. yeah, wait, wait. It goes it goes ten ten to ten eleven, and then in a couple of weeks it goes to ten twelve. Yeah, I mean, and then forty five dollars. Don't be a, don't 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 play yourself. Get in there. That's uh, right. Why wait? Hashtag why wait? Why wait? Hey, it's Memorial Day. Y'all go get out there grilling, chilling, and challenge yourself some way. I'm gonna I'm going for my PR on the Concept Two Rower by the end of June. Or actually, no, I'm not even gonna say by the end of June. By the next podcast, which should be mid June, going for a sub eight minute on the Concept Two Rower. That's my little. Oh, uh, dude, you could just do it today. Go do it. Was well, my little mini challenge because I need something. I've been, I, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I've been trying to keep myself out of the, the topics because I've been just doing jack and shit. But I'm getting moving. I, but I think I think you could knock it out today. Is what I'm saying. Let's see. Let's see. So we'll, we'll find. All out. right. We'll find out on the next episode. Adam, awesome. Really, like you know, respect from the community listening. I think we can give you respect for running until that ankle turn. That's pretty badass. Yeah, stupid ankle. I'm going to go trade it in. <laughs> Get an upgrade. <laughs> go enjoy your day. Grill. Chill. What are you going to grill today? Grill it up. Real grill quick. it up. Are you, are you going to grill today? And if so, what? Burgers. Burgers. Hell yeah. We're doing We're doing impossible burgers. I'm going to make them from scratch. And, uh, they're yeah, say, we'll, yeah, we'll do them, we'll do them from scratch. We're just going to grill. And uh, I think that's it. I, don't, I think I just got burgers. I don't think I have anything else. So. Yeah, I got, I'm going to make a little uh, salad. Oh, shout out to Kenji, uh, Kenji Lopez-Alt on uh, YouTube. Really great cooking show. Guy's like a famous chef. But anyway, he has a great, like, real low-key YouTube cooking show, just him in his kitchen making stuff. He's got a corn tomato feta type salad. It's on his uh, YouTube if you want to look it up. I'm going to go make that and serve it to my family. Oh, that sounds good. Get it. Get it. All right. Hey, so. you say the thing now. I said the first thing. You say the last thing. All right. All right. All right. This podcast has ended. Let us go. Let's go in peace. Guys, go run. Do something awesome. Do it. Get See ya. Bye. Bye.